1: Know a lot about golf.
2: Well, we're waiting. (laughs)
1: It is us, those Weekend Golf Guys, John Ashton here in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. Of course, one of Golf Magazine's top 100 teachers, and uh, we've known that for so long, it's about time that the Golf Magazine recognized it. We, well, they we took their here. sweet
0: time about it, didn't they? <laughs> you know, the, here's the thing. If you don't apply for it, uh huh, they don't have a chance to consider you. Oh, I yeah. see. It is kind of one of those things that if you are thinking, well, why am I not recognized by my peers or something? And there's an actual application Mm -hmm. that exists and you don't ever fill it out and give them the things they need. How in the world would any of these people who cull through the resumes of, of golf professional instructors, how would they ever know who you are or if you cared to be such a thing?
1: Exactly. They wouldn't. If there's
0: no information on you, then they cannot consider you. So guess what? I filled it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You applicated. I'm glad to see you applicated. Hey, we've got a young lady coming up uh, toward the end of the show who's uh, from from the first T here in town. Oh, yeah. They're doing another fundraiser. We had her on last year, and uh, a lot of you participated. It's a fundraiser where they are uh, raffling off an entire barrel of Eagle Rare bourbon that comes out to about 222 bottles and you even get to you even get to design your own bottle label really yeah
0: so i could in theory i could decide that i want to buy this barrel by buying a bunch of raffle tickets Uh does it come with that many bottles and then you send them off to get labels made or all that stuff so you can oh
1: no they they bottle it for you it's delivered right to you all the bottles and the empty barrel are delivered to you if you win
0: Oh, so you don't have to, like, crack the barrel open and stick your face in?
1: No, no, you don't have a (laughs) stick. It's no straw, anything like that, no. (laughs) Okay, just check it. I don't know how these things work, you know. But we'll be talking about that, how you can get yourself some tickets, where to go, and uh, help out a great cause, and maybe wow and amaze everybody. Yeah, 222 bottles of bourbon at your disposal. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about the dreaded chipping. We talk about it a lot because it's the one thing that most people just can't do. That's right. They can't. They're and terrible some of the at health, it. some of the health benefits of golf, with or without bourbon. We will talk about it all when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out with us.
2: The Social Security Administration's computer servers are 45 years old. Computer servers at Health and Human Services are 50. Maybe that's how cyber criminals hacked U.S. Census Bureau's computers where everything about you is stored. The threat of some cyber thief stealing your credit card is not your biggest risk. Your massive risk is that he takes over ownership of your home. It's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest-growing crimes. Cyber criminals simply hack into vulnerable government, bank, or mortgage company servers where copies of your home's title is stored. He forges your signature, stating that you sold your home to him. Then he borrows on your home and leaves you in debt. You won't know until collection notices show up. Protect your most viable asset. Go to hometitlelock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And use promo code RADIO for 30 free days of protection. Again, that's hometitlelock.com, promo code RADIO
1: all right, we are back out John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And today, Jeff, you have been out on the uh, on the lesson tee, out on the practice green. You have been going through chipping drills with people. Uh, just how frustrated does it make you?
0: Well, I could tell you a couple things. First, uh, it was cold. Yeah. Because it's it's November now. It is. And I'm standing outside in Indiana teaching people to chip Uh and I got a coat on. I got my, my wind pants on, I got my hat on and I got my uh, cart mitts on and here I am holding the club with cart mitts on doing some chipping (laughs) and people are getting bent out of shape because here I am chipping better than they're chipping and I'm still wearing the cart mitts.
1: (laughs) They're like, yeah, that that would tick, that would tick me off. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it, it tends to,
0: but yeah. so here's a couple things that I noticed in, it, it isn't just in the fact that I had two chipping lessons that did the same thing, but it's common. People really have to have the understanding of how to really get a ball in the air. Lots of people tell me they're chipping with their lob wedge to get the ball into the air and they're still putting the ball way back and leaning the, shandle, the handle and the shaft way forward. So you can imagine that a forward-leaning shaft by a lot will de-loft that 60-degree wedge. Oh, yes, by the way. And when you put the ball that far back, it also takes away the bounce, which you desperately need in these short shots.
1: You have basically screwed yourself from the get-go.
0: Right away. Yeah. So generally speaking, I ask people some questions that make them think a little bit. So if you want the ball to go up, why are you taking a club that says go up and making it point down? (laughs) I say that not necessarily with tongue in cheek. I say that because I want them to really think about what they've done. Right. So then I take my handy dandy little magnet with a stick on it. You've seen my tool. I love that thing. And I put it on the face of their club, and then I just hold it up and I show them what they've done not only have they taken loft away, but they've taken the bounce away and they've taken the leading edge and turned it into a digger. Right. When you put a ball, let's say, on your back foot, which is common, Mm -hmm. and the handle on your front leg, which is common, the shaft is leaning so much forward that when you start to move said club, the club head is already as far back as it really goes before it starts going up into the air. It doesn't go back level to the ground anymore. It's instantly in the air and then it's coming down. So now all of a sudden, you have a club that's angled down, leading edge is angled down, and you're now moving the club down to a ball that's back there. So the club never had a chance to level off, never had a chance to skim the ground. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fat chunk shots that club digs into the ground and there's a lot of top thin shots because... A couple of reasons. The ball's in the wrong spot, and the shaft and the head are definitely at angles that you don't want.
1: Other than that, it's fine.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) folks, let's do a couple of things that are just better. Let's understand that what we're looking for is the bottom of the club to be just scuffing and sliding across the surface, which only really happens in the center of your stance. Mm Mm-hmm. That's where it begins to scuff the ground. It's actually slightly forward of center is where we like to put the ball. And people look at me like I have two heads until they see themselves just gently scuffing the ground. And then they look at where the divots are and the and the marks where they scuff the ground. And it's, oh, lo and behold, it is forward of center. And they look at me like, okay, so you made that point. (laughs) Why why do I want the shaft straight up and down? Well, because when the shaft's straight up and down – The club has a lot of loft on it, and the leading edge is no longer pointed down, and you're just skimming the ground with the bottom of the club face, and the leading edge is not even up. It's not down, and it's not up. John, that means it's kind of level to the surface, Mm -hmm. and the thing just kind of slides right across, and it doesn't dig in, and it doesn't skull it, and you go, ooh, chipping got easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir.
1: And that's all there is to it.
0: Well no that's not quite it but there is <laughs> shaft length. But yeah. that's the simplest version of it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean just put putting the ball in the right place and holding the club in the right the right relationship to the ball. Yeah, it just oh my gosh it, it. helps so much. Yeah. Why why is it that we do that put the ball so far back in the handle so far forward? Did we tell did somebody tell us that once? Did we see someone do that on TV? Or is that just oh, common wisdom back in or the what? the day,
0: right? Yeah. So let's go – let's turn the clock back. Why? Because – Way back. thats back when it the started, time. Right? Yeah. So that's when everything became a bump and run when the greens were slow. And they didn't use high lofted wedges a lot, right? So they did that and they did this little wrist popping stroke to move right. the club into the back of the golf ball. And it bounced it across the ground a lot because they used eight irons and seven irons and such. Mm-hmm. And then that became the norm, and then that became the rule. Okay. And then when people my age started to learn the game, the guys that were the old crotchety guys who had good short games, at, uh, what we thought were good short games, would say to us, this is the way to do it. The clubs were different. They didn't have as much bounce.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the whole thought process was I want my ball to get on the ground and rolling as soon as possible because it's safer. Okay. I don't want the risk of my ball in the air. And today that thought is still pervasive until you watch golf on television where the greens are extra fast Mm -hmm. and they need loft and spin to help stop the stinking ball. Right. As opposed to the greens being so slow where they needed less loft and less spin to stop the ball. They needed a the thing to roll out. You right. see, it's a whole new world. Okay. So we need a whole new shot. But the still thing is, you know how golfers are from generation to generation. These things just keep getting said. And they're just out in the ether of ball back, hands forward, lean forward, and come down on the back of the ball and hit down upon it. That doesn't make the ball pop up in the air. It makes the ball go low and far. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) let's understand that where it all came from at that time, it was legit because they didn't have a lot of bounce on the club. So they were risking a lot by getting the club to level off at the ball, to pop it up into the air. That was viewed as a very risky play.
1: Okay. Not so much. Can can I describe this now in, in a way that, um, the players of today may understand?
0: As long as you use English.
1: Yes. Do you know all those times when you've been just short of the green and you've taken whatever wedge, you sand, you know, 56, 60 degrees, 70 degree whatever, and you've sculled it and the ball has gone 50 yards? <laughs> yep. Never got more than two feet off the ground. You watched it <laughs> bounce over into the next fairway. You didn't screw up. You did not hit the ball badly. You hit it exactly the way you were setting up to hit it. You did it the way you were designed to do it. You just had the entire concept wrong. It, it wasn't a bad, you you didn't carry it out badly. You just had a bad plan
0: a very bad plan.
1: <laughs> and then
0: sometimes you executed it poorly at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those one, I mean, you even put the if ball execute back it and you what? stub it and then the thing goes about a foot yeah. and then you get yeah. to stand up there and look and you realize that all three of your playing compadres have watched you do that uh. <laughs> as opposed to none where you just shuffle forward and do it again. laughing like you know john
1: nobody saw that
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll just shuffle forward a little bit here
1: oops
2: yeah i was just back (laughs) here
0: practicing
1: yeah i mean but that that that's something that i think that will be a light bulb moment for many amateur golfers it's not the execution that's bad it's the plan it's the setup. It's your idea of how you're supposed to do it. That's Look, bad.
0: One way or another, you're still got to blame yourself on this one.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you, you definitely do. But if you don't, if you don't come to terms with the fact that it's not the execution, it's the technique, then you'll never get better. Are you trying to you'll...
0: make yourself feel better here?
1: No, I, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking directly to some other people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And and we're playing on Friday, and I hope they're listening intently, okay? (laughs) We've got more. We'll be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you go away. There's a number I want you to keep in your head right now. That number is 10,000. We'll come back to it in a minute. 10,000 is the brand name of the highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts I personally have ever worn. I alternate back and forth between the cycle and the rowing machine. Let me tell you about these 7-inch interval shorts from 10,000. The shorts are silver ion for permanent odor protection. There's no bounce pockets. They're breathable and lightweight fabric, and there's an optional liner. This is the part I love. There's a liner that is very comfortable, and it prevents chafing. You heard me. Prevents chafing. What's the number I told you to remember? 10,000. The fabric feels really luxurious, and it's very high quality. I'm going to get you a deal. 10,000 is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc, not .com, .cc. Enter code GOLFGUYS, and you'll get 15% off your purchase. That's 10,000.cc, and enter code GOLFGUYS. This week on The Approach Shot. ESPN and Fox voice that you recognize. Mr. Bob Picozzi. Welcome, Bob. The whole bit? The whole bit.
3: The whole bit. This is SportsCenter. Center. da da da-da-da. Good
1: morning. I'm Bob Picozzi. The Red Sox as well as two straight. Okay, I'm done. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Download an episode or two of The Approach Shot today at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net.
1: And hey, we are back those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And yeah, okay. So I'm not the best chipperer. The shirt game leaves a lot to be uh, desired. Uh, and it's it's really the, frust- the most frustrating part because it's the thing where you can put that double bogey down on that scorecard and you can immediately trace it back to that bad chip. You can because
0: you've knocked it on the green or up next to the green in just in regulation. And next thing mm-hmm. you
1: know, wham, two chips later, Two shots, two chips, two putts. Two chips later, you're still trying to sink that 20-footer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so let's think of yeah. a couple of things here. I mentioned a couple of things earlier, right? Ball position and the bottom of the club, really, vis-a-vis the shaft being straight up and down, and you get to use it as a slider. But now let's talk about something that also matters a lot. Okay, Posture and shaft length. Oh, okay. Many people have this predisposition to saying oh i just need to grip down on the club and the question i ask them when they say something as broad as that is yeah well how much and then they look at me like i have two heads and they're like hmm he's gonna say something (laughs) right trick question so let's imagine this john you have just gripped your club all the way down to the bottom of the grip where your right index finger is almost touching the shaft.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Now, in order to get that club to perfectly get under the golf ball and scuff the top of the grass, you have to adopt a very certain posture because your arms are only so long. Right. Yes? Yes. Okay. What are the odds of you liking that posture?
1: Slim to none.
0: So why wouldn't you do something smarter like tip over – Touch your knees with your your hands. Just drop it in there and get the posture that you like and that you won't move out of throughout the shot. Drop your hands down and match them up to the length of club that's now touching the ground right below the golf ball. Huh. Uh, okay. <laughs> now you're not going to move out of that posture, and now you yeah. have an easy time of getting the club to the bottom of the ball without sticking it into the ground because it's not too long and it's not going to skull it because now you can get down to the bottom because you know it's not too long.
1: Right. This is something that you counsel people to do on other types of shots too, is before you position a club, get your stance comfortable.
0: I do it all the time. How often do we have balls that we chip that are dead flat? Not very many. No. Some are below our feet. Some are above our feet. Some are uphill. Some are downhill. So constantly I'm talking to people about perfecting their landing spot to hit a good cleanly struck shot because it's the ones that you hit fat and thin. Those are the ones that you hurt your feelings on and write down doubles and triples, especially when you chip it from the back of the green and you scull the snot out of it. It goes off the front of the green down into the pond. there's a lot yeah. of words that are being said about that moment. <laughs> Mutterings by you and <laughs> laughings by others,
1: yeah. right? You being the one who hit it, not you being me. Something along those lines, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> right. But the, the thing about that is, is that all those bad, 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 bad ones will go away when you make clean contact. Rarely will you have great contact and terrible distance control. The distance control problems most often come from poor strikes. So I'm constantly talking to people about getting their body set and stable, then touching the club at the proper length of the club to get the ball to get the club to touch the ground at the bottom of the ball. So having the right posture and balance and then grip the club for the proper length gets that done. It's so stinking easy. I
1: don't know how to say it any easier than that. That's that get comfortable first. Let me ask you a question. Yes, I ha- I have seen, I have I have played with guys, and it seems that I don't know if there's wrong or right. If this is more of you know old wives' tales or old golfers' tales. Ooh, here we play. go. But you get it's the coming. guys who they set up with with the the wedge, and then they will basically take a shortened pendulum swing, but they'll take it with a putter style swing with elbows straight throughout the whole thing and just break their wrists almost to 90 degrees. Yeah. Is that the proper way to do things?
0: I don't know if I'd use that as proper, but I've seen it done successfully. I think it's a little risky for many.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that, and that that seems to lead to disaster more often than not.
0: Yeah. It's a tough way to go about it, but there are people who have succeeded that way. Not a lot of people who succeeded that way. But usually when you lock joints, in your case, you're talking about locking elbow joints and using primarily wrist joints.
1: Lots of wrist action, no elbow movement. Yeah.
0: So when I lock a joint and I engage just the other one, it's really tough to get that precise. Mm -hmm. We don't do that in normal movement in life. We use more joints than just one. And yet we move precisely (laughs) all the time. John, think about when you pick up a pencil and begin to write. Or you pick up your hand and then you, you adjust the glasses on your, you slide them up the nose on your face. You use Mm -hmm. shoulder and elbow and wrist and finger. So you do other things.
1: The other thing about that is not only do you use all those, but you don't think about it. No, you just do it. And I think, I think all of us amateurs spend way too much time overthinking how to swing a golf club.
0: (laughs) I would agree with that. From the people that I see on the lesson <laughs> T, it is unreal. Sometimes, John, I've said this on the show many times, but I'm going to say it again. There is so much stuff that's going on inside of some players' heads that I know that a good portion of my job with that student is I need to become a plumber and flush away oh an awful lot of um, poo. I need to move <laughs> no. that stuff out because the thought process there is so intense their body becomes tense, things become stiff, movement becomes worthless. It's really mm-hmm. difficult to overthink all those things and get stiff and tense. And they feel like they have to think about this stuff. I'm like, why do you think when you walk? How about when you eat? Yeah. Those are complex movements too.
1: And you're opening a door, throwing a ball. You're playing catch with your kids in the backyard. You don't sit there and heft of the ball in your hand, trying to figure out exactly how heavy it is. You don't look to see where the wind's blowing. You don't do any practice throws on how far away, how do I have to move my arm to get this ball to go that far? You just hold the ball in your hand and you throw it. And more often than not, it's going to be close enough to the target where your kid's going to catch it.
0: So there's a category of people. John, I'm going to compliment you in just a moment. Get ready. Uh (laughs) There's a category of people that I see that overthink things. And they're the people who are not so athletic, but they are very intelligent because they've gotten along in life and they've succeeded by thinking their way through things. The problem solvers. There. How did that sound? Was that close? <laughs>
1: <laughs> was, was that the compliment? <laughs> oh, you missed it? I, I gave you credit for being intelligent. <laughs> I was waiting for the, I was waiting for the butt. <laughs> sorry, no, the I compliment just to, You can go
0: back and replay it over on my the head. podcast, John. You could do that.
1: <laughs> I can do those that. Those weekend yeah. golf guys yeah.
0: podcasts. I think those are available at where <laughs> everywhere, right? I iTunes <laughs> and Spreaker and and Spotify yeah. and you know, all those all those places, podcasts, John. You can listen to it again. You can
1: I'll make it a point to do that. So so unathletic but intelligent. Oh, you did hear it. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Okay just want to make sure <laughs> yeah i heard it i just wasn't sure i was i was hearing the compliment part i think i think your definition and my definition of compliments are a little bit different <laughs> again it's automatic movements some we touched on last week about you know swinging smoothly or bashing or swinging the club and just letting the ball get in the way but i mean if the ball's in the right place to begin with, meaning in the right place vis-a-vis your stance, and the club is in the right place, meaning the angle of the club to the ball is right, then if you just swing the club, it should make contact and do what it's supposed to do because those clubs are designed by engineers and aren't just thrown together. They're designed to create specific results, man. <laughs> you know, You know they made them ergonomic
0: too. They tilted all the shafts toward the, the front shoulder.
1: How about that, huh?
0: Somewhat telling us that we should grip it like that. But yet yeah. lots of people decide to shove their hands back in the middle and have vertical shafted address and think that their hands are supposed to match, yet they're not paying attention to what clubs used to be, right? They yeah. used to be straight up and down pre-engineer days. Now all of a sudden we got engineers and the, and the business people that said, hey, we have to make money, so we need to get the engineers to build clubs that are easy to hit. You know what they did? They studied the human body and they made it easy <laughs> to hit. By taking a shaft angle and tilting it forward toward our left sh- or our front shoulders when the club was straight and flush on the ground. They did that. Yeah. It makes it so much and easier to hit golf shots.
1: It, it does indeed. and It makes it easier, and it makes it not only easier to hit golf shots, but hit good golf shots. Uh, so many of us try to manipulate the ball, try to manipulate the club, try to do stuff the club wasn't designed to do, or worse, trying to do stuff our body wasn't designed to do. Just swing, just swing, just hit it. And then worry about the subtle nuances after you get to the point where you know that if you can hit it, you're going to hit it. You know,
0: I think it's pretty darn important to keep things really ergonomic. Think about Mm -hmm. it, John. If you're trying to swing the club in a way that does not agree with your body and you know it. I'm trying to make this move and it hurts my elbow to get to here. And I, I'm supposed to get to here. I'm supposed to get my hip tuck or elbow tip tucked toward yeah. my hip. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. Doesn't this seem like work? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, I gotta practice it some more. Wait a minute. Does that really make it better? More times of doing something that your body doesn't isn't built for and doesn't really <laughs> want to perform, you're gonna override that with just repetition and your brain that says, come on, damn it. I can do this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No, not, not a, not a good idea. People, not a good idea at all. Make it easier (laughs) on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. A man has to know his
2: limitations.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, just, just do it. People don't, don't overthink. It's not as difficult as we make it out to be. You just have to learn how to do it and then do it. You may have to practice a little bit doing it, but hey, you know, nobody what? said it's going to be easy. What? Hey, <laughs> do as I do, not as I say, or do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> uh, one of those. <laughs> you
0: do as I say, not as I don't do? <laughs> yeah, we'll I like don't do that.
1: <laughs> we are those weekend golf guys know, I started using liquid IV to hydrate myself this summer when it was real hot here in Kentucky Here It was terrible sweating. You get dehydrated quickly. One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water and you hydrate much quicker and much better than just drinking the 16 ounces of water. And it tastes great. They've got all kinds of fruit flavors, but packed with vitamins. There's more vitamin C than an orange and as much potassium as a banana and less sugar than an apple. Can you relieve that? And if you've spent too much time at the 19th hole, it's a great hangover cure. Because it's getting cooler, it's going to be less noticeable when you become dehydrated. So why don't you just make it a habit? One stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water, maybe before your round, during your round, right after your round, whatever. Grab your favorite liquid IV flavor nationwide at Walmart. Or if you want a discount, you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code GOLFGUYS at checkout. 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code GOLFGUYS at liquidiv.com. Attention anywhere
4: who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt. Here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right, our nationwide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today.
3: Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925.
1: And thanks for hanging and coming back and hanging with us. We are, of course, Those Weekend Golf Guys. I am John Ashton and Kelsey Thomas. First tee of Louisville is our guest. Kelsey, welcome back to Those Weekend Golf Guys. How are you doing, lady?
4: I am so good. Thank you so much for having me again. This is such an exciting time, and it was such a great experience last year. I'm just so grateful to be back with you guys.
1: We, we do what we can to help. Uh, grow the game of golf, as they say. We got to come up with a better term than grow the game. It's
4: I know. Just, I feel like it's used so much across yeah. the board. We we say building game changers is what well, we're doing at First Tee. So
1: when I say grow the game, I just have a picture in my head of some guy with a trowel and some golf balls just planting them in the game. <laughs>
4: the,
1: the the one thing about First Tee, not just of Louisville, but of all the First Tees, my grandson went through the program, and the first thing he was taught is how to shake hands.
4: Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. that was
1: phenomenal, man. I mean, you, you teach people how to be better people, not just golfers.
4: Well, and that's kind of the goal. So golf is the conduit for the life skills programs that we teach, which are nine core values and nine healthy habits. And it's... Um, All of those build on each other so as they complete our programs it's designed that they can start come back multiple times learn more deepen their understanding of not only the game but of those nine core values and those nine healthy habits so hopefully upon leaving us you know they're the best citizens that they can be so that's why we really say building game changers is it's not it isn't just the golf that is just the conduit we use at the same time, it also provides people who may not have had exposure to golf, exposure to the great game, which obviously is helpful for anyone who knows how to golf. They, they know how much they love the game. And then the opportunity to provide that to some folks who uh, may not have had that opportunity in the past is great.
1: Basically, it's a metaphor for life.
4: Bunkers, <laughs> fairways, roughs. <laughs> That's
1: it. You know, you learn, you learn how to uh, maintain your cool. You learn how to deal. In fact, we, we try to... And we we talked about this last year too, but we we tell people hey if if you want to get to know a potential mate like you're dating someone, you want to oh, get yeah. to know them real well real quick, go play golf with them, and you will find exactly all of their foibles. You'll know you know how quick they are to anger and all the all the good and bad habits that they might have.
4: Absolutely. And that's one of the things that's like golf never becomes easy. You don't master it. You don't master it. Right. So it gives our, our, our participants and, you know, our adult volunteers and coaches as well, like the opportunity to understand like in life, you're going to get upset you're going to have things that you can't control you're going to have weather bunkers whatever and you have to play through it you know you have to use courtesy respect judgment integrity sportsmanship all confidence all of those things to navigate through all of that
1: yeah it's a beautiful thing too and i don't want to i don't want to step on anybody's toes in the industry but golf trade in values on on equipment suck mm-hmm. They really mm-hmm. do. Taking your old set of clubs rather than taking them to the big box store and getting $13 you know, against that $1,000 set you're buying, you could get a better amount of that as a tax write-off by just taking them to your local first tee chapter and dropping them off there because you guys can always use stuff like that, can't you?
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can take, um, and I think all of the chapters across the country, there's over 150 can do this. Um, they can take not only the clubs, but balls and bags, because every participant, mm-hmm. every participant that comes into the program is provided a set of irons, a bag, balls, tees, everything that they need to continue to play. And I know here at our chapter, and I think they do it across the board. If a youth participant outgrows their clubs, they can come back and get a bigger set for life. So when somebody donates a set of clubs, we cut them down, we regrip them, we resize them, and then we pass them on to a youth participant that is going to use them for years to come.
1: Last year, you had a, a pretty cool fundraising.
4: Mm -hmm. element
1: it was it was a perfectly Louisville Kentucky fundraiser
2: It is,
1: (laughs) but I I understand that uh, a lot of our audience from outside the boundaries of Kentucky participated with you
4: absolutely true in (laughs) fact um, and I give and I give you guys much credit for this we had 37 different states and three different countries um, purchase tickets for our our bourbon barrel raffle Hmm. last year
1: yeah Hmm. And that was an entire barrel of bourbon. You can feed yourself and the whole entire neighborhood.
4: Over 220 (laughs) bottles, yeah. (laughs) And we're doing it again this year.
1: All right. So what what are the specifics for this year? It's it's a little more involved this year, isn't it?
4: It is. it, It is. So this year, we're going to be selling tickets for six weeks. And we'll be selling tickets through midnight of December 15th. Tickets are... $100 $100 a, uh, a raffle ticket. Okay. Uh, all proceeds are going to go back to Benefit First T Louisville. Now, anyone who purchases a ticket from November 1st through November 15th is going to be eligible for our early bird raffle. And the same for November 15th through December 1st. So I'll start with what the big prize is, and then we'll go into what the early bird raffle is. Okay. So the grand prize, which your $100 raffle ticket will buy you the chance to win, is a VIP um, exclusive barrel tasting at Buffalo Trace Distillery for six. This includes lunch, a private tour, and tastings, um, an entire barrel of Eagle Rare bourbon, Personalized with your own medallion on the label so that you can choose exactly what you want your label to say.
2: Wow, okay. Um,
4: the opportunity to pick that pick that um, barrel at your private tasting at Buffalo Trace Distillery and then the empty barrel itself. So what will happen is we'll draw the winner. Um, they get to go to Buffalo Trace. Pick out their barrel, personalize their label. It'll all be shipped to their house and they'll walk away with an entire barrel and 220 plus bottles of Eagle Rare bourbon.
1: Yeah, it's not like they roll the barrel into your living room and put a spigot in it and say, here you go, <laughs> bud. I mean, they, Wrong. they do, they, they take the, the whiskey or the bourbon from inside and they bottle it for you. They you do. You still, you still get the barrel, which, which will be a conversation piece big time. Oh, yeah. But um and he is eagle rare. Reverend?
4: It is eagle rare, which is very, very hard to come by. That's really the coup of this whole thing is that yeah. eagle rare is very, very hard to come by.
1: Yeah, the the rare the r- rare word in that name is not used lightly at all.
4: Even here in um, here in Louisville, it took us some hunting and some searching just to find some bottles. Yeah. Um, so much less to get 220 bottles of that at about 30 cents a piece. If you, if you win is just phenomenal. And on top of that, you have that personalized label. So if you want to give them out as gifts, if you want to give them out as thank yous at a company event, or you want to just keep them in your basement and everybody who visits you, here's a bottle, (laughs) here's a bottle,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know, and that, that, you know, eight year old bourbon, maybe 14 year old bourbon by the time you're done with it,
4: you never can tell, you know? And it's only going to get better.
1: That's right. That's right. You know, if you happen to be the food and beverage person at a golf course, Mm
2: -hmm. let's
1: say, (laughs) now, wouldn't that be wonderful to have your own personalized bottle of Eagle Rare Bourbon that you can use in your golf course bar area?
4: Right. I'm just saying. Or perhaps, you know, an upcoming wedding or a big event and you want yeah. to pass them out as your thank yous, you know, yeah. to put them in everyone's hotel room that's coming from out of town for a wedding or an event. Or a big company wants to do a, a, a holiday thank you. You know, you can give a lot of employees a bottle of Eagle Rare when you get 20, 220 plus bottles. <laughs>
1: um, you may have to hire some extra people just to have people to give the bottles to. You never well,
4: know. And then this year we've added our early bird promotion. Okay. So that was the, if you purchase tickets from November 1st to November 15th, you'll be eligible for our first drawing on November 16th. If you buy tickets from November 16th through uh, November 30th, you'll be eligible for our second drawing on December 1st. And those drawings are going to be for um, a private tasting and tour at Buffalo Trace Distillery for six with lunch included Mm -hmm. and your own bottle of Eagle Rare Bourbon. So Hmm. that's valued at, at well over a hundred dollars itself, obviously. And if you win that early bird drawing, your ticket's going to go right back into the drum for the grand prize. Ah, fantastic.
1: So So it's not, not if you win the, the first one, you're, you don't get, that's, that's great. So you're still being considered. So you can win twice. You can. It's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Eagle rare, for some reason, they they seem to be embracing the game of golf in, in almost all of its forms. They're in their the way they're they're um, working with with organizations like yours. They're advertising with uh, with golf publications and, and golf television shows and stuff like that. Um, I wonder what it is that that motivates them. I mean, there is an affinity between the people who play golf and and the people who concern consume bourbon
4: correct and my understanding because i we do have a relationship obviously with eagle rare and and Sazerac, and that's really who has helped us to get this this going the last two years so uh, i want to give a shout out to tyler at Sazerac. he's been great to work with and as an organization and company as a whole they're wonderful. Um, they, well, obviously there's a tie with what do you want to get in golf? An eagle, mm-hmm. you know, and um, eagles are rare. And then you've got this bourbon, eagle rare. And when you think of golf, I think you think of enjoying a nice bourbon or a cigar or something like that. And yep. there, there's a great tie to eagle rare. And so they have been, they've been trying to make their mark in this industry and and get some people out there trying their stuff. And everybody I know that has tried the bourbon loves it.
1: Yeah, oh, I mean, if if you like bourbon, it it's one of those that you're going to uh, you're going to understand the deliciousness thereof immediately, if not sooner. Uh, yes. And, and the whole, you know, I, I just want to jump back just a second and let you know that that Louisville is known for bourbon. It
2: the is the whole
1: state of Kentucky is known for bourbon. It's because of the limestone that permeates the ground all over here. It filters the water. It makes it. Fantastic. That's what makes it so good. There's a great history to bourbon. And if you ever get to come here, there is a bourbon trail where you can, you can go from one distillery to the next bang, 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 bang. And the big names, you know, Bullet Bourbon, Wild Turkey, uh, you know, Eagle Rare, The Four Roses. uh, Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. All of those places and it's really funny that most of them have very good golf courses very close to them again the 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 combination of golfers and bourbon
4: it's a it's becoming a destination for folks that love golf, there's tons and tons of bachelor parties that are coming here now and doing the they're doing three days of golf and then two days of bourbon tasting or they're mm-hmm. golfing and then bourbon tasting tons of um, corporate events and outings now yep. and then ton, a lot of just individuals who have a, have a passion and a love for both. And there definitely is that tie. And I say all the time, the, the, the bourbon tour needs to get get those partnerships with those golf courses going because uh, who doesn't love both of those things together? You know,
1: Exactly right. We're almost out of time here. Kelsey Thomas with first tee of Louisville. So shameless self-promotion, Somebody's listening right now and they say, Oh, I'd be stupid not to get in on that. What do they do?
4: Easiest way, www.firsttlouisville.org. It's right up there on our website. Or you can just go Google any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all First T Louisville. Um, And that's going to be the easiest way. There's big um, ads all over the place saying, click here to buy your tickets. So you can't miss it.
1: Fantastic. Firsttlouisville.org and uh, and they do such good work i mean the the first T organization nationwide does great work but the guys here in louisville um have have gone above and beyond i really think uh deshaun and and all the guys over there are are phenomenal people and they're doing such good work for the kids uh, of the city and and for the game itself so kelsey thomas you're doing good stuff too Thank
4: you.
1: Keep on keeping on, and we hope we can sell some more tickets for you. And thanks for spending uh, yet some more time right here with us on those Weekend Golf Guys.
3: text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. <laughs> Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years, and I gotta tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. It's the big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testofin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean Muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of NuGenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text Spark to three two one three two one right now for your complimentary bottle of NuGenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new NuGenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text S P A R K to three two one three two one. That's Spark to three two one three two one.
1: Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us, facebook.com slash golf guys. All right. We are here, those weekend golf guys. Uh, Jeff, I know you, uh, you're counting your pennies in the couch right now to come up with a couple of those tickets, 220 plus bottles of Eagle Rare bourbon and Eagle Rare is called Eagle Rare for a reason. It's rare. It is hard to find that stuff. Well, apparently they found good. a barrel of it. They went to the, to the source. <laughs> they went to the company what makes it and says, Hey, you've got a few barrels of that stuff. Could we have one? And they said, yes, you may. Isn't that nice so, of them? A- I mean, just think, man, if, what if you operated a golf course and you bought a ticket and you won? You could have that label designed to say anything you want, and it would be basically a custom bourbon. And, you know, bourbon is becoming more and more popular, not just in Kentucky and the area, but all across the world. And bourbon and cigars are becoming synonymous with golf. I'm just saying. I,
0: I don't know what I would do with it, but I would be thinking I'd be calling up, you know, like if it was that rare, I'd be calling up some really wealthy guy and saying, "How's your ego? I want to make sure. you want to buy a you want to buy a twenty three hundred bar- dollars worth of a barrel of this stuff. I can make your label say anything. You can have that.
2: That's right. That's break right.
0: that in, baby.
1: <laughs> and and see, and you stroke his ego, and you put money in your pocket, and you've made the first tea of Louisville very happy." They I think the good first year, is
0: doing a great job. Yeah. To think about all those kids that they're helping out and teaching them some life skills that are really important, and I love the fact they yeah. do that through the venue of golf because they're going to crank out golfers at the same time. I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're they're feeding the pipeline, man. Yeah, it's a great thing. And like I told uh, tell, told Kelsey, my my grandson went to that uh, program. The first thing they taught him to do was shake hands. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. So, uh, again, you can just, uh, first tee of org, and, uh, you can, you can buy as many tickets there as you are of a mind to. And again, chipping, it's not as hard as we always make it out to be, you know, just put the ball in the right place, get it off your back foot, get that handle off your front toe. Yeah. You know, Let's
0: straighten that stuff out. Folks, get that ball near the spine and go. Exactly. Right?
1: And then you will find that your scores will be substantially lower. If you don't screw up that chip, it's because it's (laughs) screwing up that chip that causes the next chip and the two or three putts. And And you know what?
0: Your language gets better on the golf course, too. (laughs) Yes, it does.
1: (laughs) The (laughs) resin, fresh and fresh, cleans up the
0: vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's it. (laughs) So drop the dirty words, pick up the, the right wedge, learn how to use it, and go play some golf.